This is Stan Bush. I sing Fight to Survive in the movie Bloodsport. You're listening to Justin Ray Harvey. Gentlemen, to the World Martial Arts Radio Network. Up next, you will be listening to the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame Show Host of the Year Award winner, the one and only Justin Harvey, producer, director, and on-air star of the Justin Harvey Show. Hi, this is Chris Casamassa, and I play Scorpion in the Mortal Kombat films and Mortal Kombat Conquest TV show. You're listening to Justin Harvey on The Justin Harvey Show. Flawless victory. Get over here! Hi, this is Larry McDonald, the Karate Kick Enjoyer from Charleston, West Virginia. Listen to the man that gets you the true stories behind the martial arts industry. A true champion, Justin Harvey, on The Justin Harvey Show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Justin Harvey here on the Justin Harvey Show, doing a late, late, late edition of the show, which rarely ever happens, but it's all good. Um, Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by the Justin Harvey Show, and it is also brought to you by Legacy Belts. If you need a belt for movies, wrestling events, martial arts events, Check out LegacyBelts.com and also in conjunction with World Martial Arts Radio Network. Now, my guest tonight is very unique. He's also from Charleston, West Virginia, which I'm very proud of, being a West Virginia native myself. I want to welcome the Karate Kicking Dwarf. Larry McDonald to the show. Welcome, my friend. Thank you for having me. I uh, really appreciate it. I'm I'm glad to have you here. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. That that's awesome. So so what did you have for dinner tonight? I had some uh, hot dogs and uh, some chips and a few uh, Girl Scout cookies. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Very well, nutritious. Very nutritious. So, so how many how many DVDs do you have? Oh man! Uh, last time I counted, I had over a thousand. Oh wow! So, so you prefer hard disk to digital copies, or what's your preference? Oh, well, uh, I actually stopped buying DVDs uh, whenever we got a Netflix uh, account. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, the reason why I have so many is that when I was a kid, I was in and out of hospitals a lot, and I watched Mary Poppins so many times, Kitty Kitty Bang Bang so many times when I was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. It, it just it drove me nuts. So as I got older and I started making money, I decided, well, if I'm ever in that situation again, I'm going to have plenty of movies to watch. Yeah, yeah. Now, now your story is very unique, and because your story is very unique, you ended up on the Mari Povich show before he started doing all these uh, paternity tests all the time. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, yes. Um, just before I was on the Mori Povich show, the uh, Charleston newspaper did an article on me, and uh, it was about my uh, time doing karate in the local area. 
And um, so a few months later, uh, Maury Povich is looking for uh, interesting uh, little people, um, people with or little people with talent. And they found that article. And they called me up. And it was on a Saturday. I'm sitting, you know, uh, at my computer doing the uh, – I'm probably playing a video game at this time. And uh, they're like, hey, we're from the Maury Povich show. Uh, would you uh, be interested in being on the show? Um, we found your article, and we thought it was very interesting. And I was like, are you, are you serious? Like, uh, are you sure this is this a prank call? <laughs> and they're like, no, no, we're serious. Wow. I was like, I was like, okay, uh, sure. And they're like, hey, do you think you fly out on, uh, on Tuesday? Um, this was in September of 2001, by the way. And I'm like, sure, you know, I'll fly out on Tuesday. I'll come up there and do some karate stuff for you. Mm. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, uh, of course, you know, that didn't happen because of, you know, 9-11. But a few months later, I got to go up and be on the show. It, it was awesome. Um, got out there, had to do a uh, smaller uh, version of one of my katas. And um, Maury Povich himself, uh, he actually wore karate gi. And that was like, I was the first person that he wore something different for once. Wow. Uh, so that that was kind of cool. Wow. <laughs> do you actually have a copy of that episode? No. Uh, well, yeah, I, yes, I do, actually. It's on VHS. Um, old technology. But I don't have a digital uh, version of it. Um, it was on YouTube. I found it a couple of years ago, and then somebody took it off of YouTube. So Probably because it's copyrights and, and all that kind of thing. So it, that's what I figured uh, had happened. So, um, what is your what is your preferred style in the martial arts? Uh, well, um, I like karate and I like jujitsu. Mm-hmm. So, um, I I started out doing uh, Shirin Ryu karate uh, back in 1999, and I still practice it to this day. Um, I did jujitsu for a couple years. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it, and I hope to get to do it again soon. Wow. Uh, yeah. So if, if you had to pick, Larry, what is your favorite martial arts film? Oh, man. Absolute favorite, hands down, it would have to be Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Oh. Yes, um, that is one movie I can put on, and starting at the very beginning, I can repeat almost every line. Wow, that that's amazing! Actually, uh, one of the uh, actors from the film uh, Scorpion, uh, Chris Casamassa, is no stranger to the uh, to the show. Actually, so yes, I heard that episode. That was very interesting. Yeah, it was it was not bad considering you know. We had a short time because sometimes, sometimes when you book these stars, they have like, you know, these uh these time frames. They'll be like, okay, I'll give you, I'll give you twenty minutes or I'll give you thirty minutes, and that's what you kind of have to roll with, so to speak. So, so who's your favorite uh, character in Mortal Kombat? Scorpion and Sub Zero. They're ninjas, and that's you know something I've always wanted to be is a ninja. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, um, speaking of ninjas, um, one person that I've always wanted to talk to, uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of him, uh, Stephen Hayes. So. Yes, I have heard of him. Uh, in fact, I have a family member that's uh, gone to some of his uh, classes in the past. Wow. And he Yeah, he really enjoyed it. Wow, because I hear he knows a lot of the history of the ninja, so... Yes, uh, if I could ever get a uh, seminar in the area, I think you would probably be one of the people that I would ask to uh, come and do some uh, teaching. Yeah, now, was you born and raised in Charleston, West Virginia? Or? Yes, I've been here uh, pretty much all my life. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So I'm sure you've been to Town Center Mall and, and, and places like that that's down in, in Charleston. Yeah, uh, I actually worked two blocks away from uh, the town center for about 10 years, uh, worked for a uh, government agency, and every day at lunch I would go over to the mall and go to Taco Bell. Oh, Taco is my favorite. My favorite. Yes. It, it, it is cheap. I mean, $2.20, I can get two tacos, and I, I was good for the rest of the day. You, you, Larry, you can't beat that, my friend. You cannot beat that. Now, I understand that you write, uh, you write a blog. Can you talk a little bit about that as well? Yeah. Uh, so, a couple of years ago, um, yeah, I've been a webmaster for several years, and I uh, left the webmaster position and I took another technology-related uh, job. And about six months after that, I had this emptiness feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really wanted to do a website. Uh, so my wife, she encouraged me. And she's like, hey, it's like, why don't you do a website based on your martial arts experience? Why don't you write a blog? I was like, you learn how to become a writer through your uh, master's programs and through, you know, your history courses. And it's like, why don't you take those skills and become a writer? Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay. And that's what I did. I just started, you know, with one post uh, every couple weeks. And wow. I've just been building it up from there. And so I, the Karate Kick and Dwarf, I, I wanted something, you know, a name that would, you know, catch people's attention. So whenever I tell them, like, hey, and I'm like, uh, I do a website called the Karate Kick and Dwarf. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. Now, now is is uh, is Dwarf the uh, correct um term for little people? Uh, yes, that is one of the uh, correct terminologies for uh, for little people. Uh, okay, because I, I wasn't sure because when, when I first saw your name, I'm like, should I actually call him the Karate Kicking Dwarf or will we get offended? <laughs> yeah, no, no, Dwarf is the uh, correct term. Okay, okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure because, you, you know, I, I don't want to have a bunch of Little people, dwarves that are respected, you know, pick at the show. <laughs> Understandable. So, have you ever seen the the show um, Little People, Big World? Um, occasionally, um, I've caught it whenever I've been at a hotel. I don't have cable TV. Uh, I mostly do uh, Netflix and Amazon Prime. So, um, unless I'm up at my mom's and she's got TLC on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may watch a few minutes of it. Wow, wow. So, 
So if if you had to choose any other style than martial arts, what do you think your style would be? Oh man, that that is a hard question. Because uh, like every other day, I'm interested in a new style. I start studying you know something uh, on the internet. Uh, here lately, um, small circle jujitsu is mm-hmm. something that uh, I've really really been wanting to try out. In fact, I went out today and got the new Black Belt magazine because it had the Young Jay on it, and I wanted to read it. Wow. Um, yeah, and a couple other styles I've been interested in is uh, SWAT, and definitely ninjutsu. Wow. So, yeah. so who has been your favorite that's been in uh, Black Belt magazine, do you think? Master Ken. <laughs> Master Ken. Yep. Hey, he he's a funny guy and he is no stranger to the show as well. Have you have you had any further contact with Master Kim since we last spoke? Uh no I haven't. I was gonna reach out to him the other day but uh time got away from me. So I never got a chance to send him a message. Wow. Yeah, that that, that can happen. That that can really happen. Um now let's let's see, if uh if martial arts did not exist at all, what do you think that you would be doing? What would be your second choices? Uh, probably history. Um, history? Doing a, yeah. Uh, I took a lot of history courses while I was going through college, and uh, mostly military history is what I focused on. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, my biggest uh, thing that I really like is uh, the American Revolution and anything related to espionage. Wow. Wow. Now, when you started martial arts and, and being a little person, did, were you, like, forced to maybe fight little kids or, like, you know, compete with little kids and not the adults and be shunned? Uh, no. Um, when I first started, um, they uh, they put me up against the adults, you know, the, the black belts, because the black belts, they had more control. And so they would put me up against them, and they would, you know, go very slow. Uh, mm-hmm. They would work with me until, you know, I got comfortable with myself. Um, wow. Whenever uh, I started teaching, because whenever you get like, your third uh, stripe on your white belt, they start putting you with the new uh, the new kids or the new adults coming into the class. So that way you can learn uh, the techniques much better if you teach it. Mm-hmm. So I got to teach a lot of kids, and I got really comfortable teaching uh, kids. Um, in fact, just a couple weeks, well, no, about a year or so ago, I had a grandmother come up to me and tell me that uh, her grandson was in the military, and he was, you know, she was really proud of him and uh, talking about how he was still able to do martial arts, and it was the stuff that I was teaching him. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So are you are you black belt in your in your style or system? Uh unfortunately no. Um a lot of I don't want to say mishaps, but uh some unfortunate events have happened where I've not been able to get my black belt. Um <laughs> years ago when I was doing karate, um I ended up stopping uh after I got my brown belt so I could focus on my college education. And then after I got married, um, I started back up, and I got my second degree brown belt. And I was two weeks away from getting my uh, black belt. 
because uh, there was a test coming up. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, some uh, things happened, and the dojo ended up closing. Oh, and the style that I, I do, there's a few people uh, that teach it. Mm-hmm. And the next closest person was a little, little over like 45 minutes to an hour away. And there was just no way I could drive down there every other night to go practice. Because that was going to put a hard, you know, a strain on my family. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and regardless, family is the most important thing. You know? Exactly. Yep. Um, um, well, one of the questions that I want to ask you, it might be complicated for you to come up with with just one answer, but if you could leave one thing behind for someone to know, like in this recording after me and you pass on, what would you want people to know? Um, they can do anything uh, they want to do if they put their mind to it. Uh, that's one of the things that I tell people a lot. Um, you know, like, I was told when I was younger I couldn't do martial arts because I was, you know, handicapped. Um, it was going to be too much for me. Mm-hmm. And I was having a lot of operations, a lot of uh, orthopedic-related operations. The doctors, they told me, it's like, you're not going to be able to do this. I'm wow. like, all right. So I was 17 years old. I was feeling a little rebellious. And I signed up at a karate class. Uh and I started doing it. And mm-hmm. then a couple of years later, the the one doctor who told me I wouldn't be able to do it, uh, he I was I showed him, you know, I was like, hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm throwing these kicks. I'm throwing these punches. And he loved every second of it. He's like, that's awesome. He's like, you are living life. Yeah. And yeah. He's like, you. It's uh, like you are a true you know, specimen. Like, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one one thing that I hate about being handicapped or disabled, Larry, on a personal note, like when I when I'd be with like a, a girlfriend of mine back in the day or whatever, um, I would go out to dinner or somewhere with them, and they'd be like, "Is that your mother?" And they'd be like, "No, we're dating." <laughs> you know, I don't know why people get this you know this misconception that you know disabled people do not date or even get married. You know? Yeah, it, it, that's beyond me. So has has that ever happened to you and and everything? Uh, no, uh, can't say that I have. Hmm. Yeah, no. Uh, when me and my wife we go out, they they know we're married. Yeah, because I'm constantly yeah. calling her sweetie or you know, hey, you know, I love you, things like that. So or I'm kissing her or something. Yeah, and then they then they see our children. They they're you know they look exactly like us. There's no denying that you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And I wanted to ask you, and I don't normally ask about politics on my show, but I I honestly think that it would be easier if you could vote online. More people would vote if you could vote online instead of going out to the polls. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, I, I like the idea of voting online uh, because the uh, poll booths, you know, I'm three feet tall. <laughs> Those uh, <laughs> platforms, they go up to a good four foot, four foot and a half. Mm-hmm. So uh, luckily, though, uh, Canal County, uh, the uh, 
the county clerk and all the people that work for her, uh-huh. they, uh, they're they very uh, accommodating. So I've never had any problems going in and voting. They would take the little things off the legs, and they would set it down on something that I could reach. Yeah. Wow. Um, but, no, I, I do like the idea of voting online, of course, you know, being in technology uh, in that sector. Uh, there are, you know, concerns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but you think that it could be done because a lot of people say that it couldn't be done when I disagree when it could be done. I think it could be done, uh, but there would have to be a lot of safeguards put in place. Yeah, yeah. So so who do you think is going to win the election, do you think? Ooh, um, that, that's a... That's a good question. Um, I'm not sure. Not sure. Well, yeah, because uh, really, to be honest, there's not really anybody I like. Yeah, yeah, well, you, you know, um, I Is guess... there a none of the above? Yeah. I, I wish there was a none of the above, you know, but it's like, you know, why can't they get somebody in there like you or me in there, you know? Exactly, you know, I wouldn't mind running for president. Yeah. But you have to be you have to be wealthy, I mean really wealthy just to get in. That's what's bad. Yep. So have you uh have you played the new Mortal Kombat game? Oh I just bought uh Mortal Kombat X over the weekend. Uh played it for uh, about ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Um the disc that I uh, bought was corrupted. Um, so I had to take it back, and that was a couple of days, uh, didn't get to play it. So the other night, finally got it home, the new disc, and I played it for about an hour. So, of course, you know, that was Scorpion in Sub-Zero. Awesome, awesome. Um, do you think that the gaming is, um, headed to the direction where it'll be, like, I know that they do it some now, but, like, more often, like, where you can do just, like, a digital download instead of having to deal with corrupted disk, you know? Um, I think that's a great thing. Uh, If I didn't want to go out to GameStop and pick up a disk, you know, I could just type in a code. Yeah. Uh, But the the downside to that is GameStop has uh, pre-owned, and it's much cheaper. Wow, wow. Yeah. So uh, take us through a typical day of, of Larry the Kicking Dwarf, take us through a typical day. Typical day. Uh, I wake up. I get ready for work. I have breakfast with my family, and we drop them. Uh, we drop off the girls to school. My wife drops me off at work, and I sit there for about eight hours uh, doing work-related stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's a Monday, I come home eat a quick dinner, get ready for karate class. Uh, me and my girls, uh, two of them, we, uh, we've been doing karate for the last couple months. Uh, do that for about an hour or so, come home and get ready and start the day all over again. And uh, it's, to, it's to my understanding, because I was actually your guinea pig for this, are you considering um, starting your own uh, martial arts podcast and being very... Uh, very serious about it? Um, yes, I am. Uh, there's a few people that I've got in mind that I'd like to have on my show. Uh, thank you for being my uh, first guest. 
My pleasure. And, and there's a few other people that I'm uh, planning on reaching out to. Um, I started out doing just like Q and A's and you know sending my uh, questions to uh, people. Um, there was a uh, martial artist in Charleston, um, Butch Hiles. Uh, he was uh, he he helped me out. He uh, I had a few questions for him. He answered them, which I'm really grateful for. And then there was an instructor that I uh, had heard about during my time uh, in my early days of karate. Uh, he had heard about me, and he was very interested in you know my uh, progression in the arts. Mm-hmm. Um, so he agreed to uh, answer questions for me. But I felt like I needed to do something more. So I went out and got me a, uh, a podcasting uh, microphone and made sure my internet connection was solid. So uh, I'm hoping to get Master Ken uh, to do uh, a little segment with him. And there's a few other people that I, I've got a huge list of people that actually that I would I would like to talk to. Okay, shoot out shoot out some names uh, for my listeners, because um, I think that would be interesting in itself. You know, it'd be like a, a exclusive for the show. Okay. Oh, well, let's see. Back in the 80s, you know, I watched a lot of uh, Cynthia Rothrock uh, movies and mm-hmm. uh, Don the Dragon Wilson, um, Van Damme, you know, all of his movies. Uh, here in more uh, modern times, uh, Anthony Bourdain, uh, he's a chef, but he does uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on that TV show, Parts Unknown, on CNN. Uh, I, I like his snarky uh, comments, so I think he would be fun to talk to. Um, one of the people mm-hmm. that I've uh, considered is uh, Vladimir Putin from Russia, because he does yeah. uh, jiu-jitsu. And I didn't know that, folks. You heard it here first. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so he would be somebody that I would like, I would like to have on my show. Uh, although I don't speak uh, Russian, though. I hope that's not a problem. Yeah, yeah the thing is, like, uh, you would have to probably have uh, somebody on the line with you speaking his language, probably, like like a translator. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, a couple of the other people that I've uh, got on the, my list, um... Now I'm drawing a blank. Chuck Norris would be somebody that I'd like to have on the show. Yeah, I've been working to get Chuck, but that one that one would be really, really tough. Between me and you, Larry, that one would be really, really tough. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Power Rangers. Uh-huh. So getting somebody from that show, would uh, I think that would be totally awesome. Uh, I know I've got uh, family members that are big fans. Mm-hmm. So I think that would make them uh, envious. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I tell you though, I would want somebody from the original Power Rangers, and I've been trying to work on that. And believe it or not, Larry, I didn't notice at the time, but uh, uh, Jason David Frank, who was the Green Ranger, you know, Tommy, his instructor is actually Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. That is awesome. So. So, and, and not many people realize that because. Uh, Chris Casamessa got him the audition for the uh, Power Rangers. Got it? Yeah. That's cool. 
uh, yeah, that's that's the cool thing about this show is you can find out cool facts that no one else probably would even think to ask. So, so, but um, I was going to ask you, Larry. Do you know anything about digital recorders? Digital recorders? Yeah. Uh, I uh, I know a little bit. Uh, I I helped purchase one a couple years ago uh, for one of the agencies that I worked for. Mm-hmm. But to know anything about them today, not really. Okay, because I was thinking about investing in one. Oh, yeah, if I have to record on the road mm-hmm. and record on the spot, there you go, you know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I know they're really handy, uh, and I've heard where some people are getting like the portable uh, podcasting mics. Uh, Tim Ferriss is somebody that I like to listen to occasionally, and mm-hmm. he's got a uh, digital recorder. He never said what it was, but he was uh, advertising his microphone that he picked up for like fifty dollars, and you, I mean, it was crystal clear. It was like he was in a regular studio doing a a show. Wow. That's amazing. That is totally amazing. That's like my shows, I actually bought an app uh, that was like 10 bucks in the app store, which is also available in uh, Android format as well. Yeah, definitely. I'm an Android person. So, because I didn't know if he's planning on doing some of your interviews through phone or if he's going to do them all through microphone or, or how he was going to handle that. Uh, I was going to try to have a variety of uh, systems in place because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I have a background in business continuity. And so one of the things that uh, I like to do is make sure I have a backup plan. Okay, so okay. When, when one thing fails, uh, well, we'll just go to the next. Yeah, yes. Definitely, definitely. And, um, you know, uh, give people your social media. That way, if people want to follow you or read your post. Do what? You give out your social media so that if somebody wants to follow your post or follow Oh, your yeah. Uh, well, let's see. I'm on Facebook, uh, Karate Kick and Dwarf. And I have a Twitter account, uh, Karate Kick and Dwarf. Um, what else? Got uh, Google Plus. Again, you can find it there, Karate Kick and Dwarf. And you can go to YouTube, uh, Karate Kick and Dwarf. Oh, and Instagram. I started posting uh, pictures on there. Wow, wow. Well, and, I, and my website is uh, KarateKickandDwarf.com. Wow. Well, is there anything, uh, any final thoughts that you want to share with my audience before I end this broadcast today? Uh, not that I can think of not right off the top of my head. All right. It, it, apparently, I've stumped you some tonight, which I apologize for, but it still looks like a good show. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, like you said, it's a late show. Uh, you know, I've had a long day, so. Yeah. But I, I'm very glad to be uh, on your show. I really appreciate it. Oh, and this is going to be everywhere, man. This is going to be on iHeartRadio, one of the biggest platforms out there today. It's going to be on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, I mean, everywhere. Wow, that's awesome. So, so and I just want to thank you for being on the show, and I want to encourage uh, 
my friends and fans to uh, follow me on Facebook and Twitter at Justin Ray Harvey. And see you next time. You have been listening to The Justin Harvey Show here on the World Martial Arts Radio Network. Be sure to tune in again next week for his latest show. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Stephanie Ma from World Martial Arts Media, and today I'm here to tell you about LegacyBelts.com. Legacy Championship Belts and Awards is the world's premier manufacturer of custom and cast championship title belts who supplies belts to the top professional boxing, MMA, and wrestling organizations on the planet. If you're a promoter or collector looking for a high-quality MMA, martial arts, boxing, wrestling belt, or even a belt for a special event, then you need to visit LegacyBelts.com today. Be sure to like us at www.facebook.com slash LegacyBelts. Hi, Stephanie Ma here again with a special report from World Martial Arts Media about LegacyFightGear.com. Legacy Fight Gear is the official supplier to the world's oldest and most respected martial arts organizations. They have been manufacturing high-quality, affordable products for over 30 years. Visit their new online catalog at LegacyFightGear.com today. School owners who want to raise money for their teams can register to get a wholesale account and become a distributor for LegacyFightGear.com. Don't forget to like our official page at www.facebook.com slash LegacyFightGear.